You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my brother. John, some sports guy, Hickman. Um, I don't know if I'm some sports guy or some sad guy today, <laughs> but I'm going to stick it with some sports guy. The Houston Texans were routed in an old-fashioned ass-whooping by the Baltimore Ravens, 41-7, in a game where the two MVP candidates, well, one shined and one did not. Lamar Jackson for the Ravens had four touchdowns. He had a phenomenal game while Deshaun Washington failed to score. Also had one interception and was sacked seven times. Yesterday for the Houston Texans was an abysmal performance, to say the least. Very disappointed in this, this squad that we had high expectations for going into the game. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it was a – I honestly stopped watching the game midway through the fourth quarter, Um, especially when they brought out RG3. That, that right there, I was just like, oh, my God, I, I can't do this no more. Uh, but, hey, I'm not going to get too down on this loss. Was it an ugly loss? Most definitely. Was it by far the worst performance we have seen from not only Deshaun Watson but the Houston Texans as a whole? Most definitely. But at the end of the day, this is still a pretty solid good team. And I'm just going to look and use this game as a learning experience. You know, John, you and I talked about it a lot before last week that in order for the Houston Texans to get to that next level, these next couple of games are really going to prove where they are moving forward, especially with the playoffs around the corner as um play as teams, you know, try to start seeding, seeding themselves for the playoffs. So I'm not going to get too, too down on this loss. You know, first of all, you can't because this is a short week. We have the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday, and that's going to be an important game, especially after Indianapolis Colts gave Jacksonville Jaguars their own ass whooping. Um, and, and now this AFC South, as always, is going to be a close race. Yeah, it's just one game. Don't don't feel too down on it. Was it embarrassing? Yes. But hey, we got a lot more to look forward to. But I will say this: I, I'm I'm totally opposite on that on that stance. I, I believe to be considered an elite team, you have to beat elite teams. And quite frankly, you know, uh, we can place the blame on whoever we want to place the blame on. But they did beat the Saints, which is an elite team, you know, and the Baltimore Ravens, which is an elite team. So they've had those moments where. Yeah, we're, we're just not ready to take you as serious as we would like you to be. Now, they did beat the Chiefs, uh, and, and that game was one of the you know best performances we had seen out of the Texans thus far this year. But this game was very important for a lot of reasons. And I will say this, do not place blame on the coaching staff. Today we will talk about what areas of the teams of the team for the Texans that they did not do a good job on, which which allowed the Ravens to, you know, take advantage of that and expand. Do not place the blame on the coaching staff whatsoever. Yesterday's game was on the players, first and foremost. 
the referees and just the simple fact that, uh, hey, Lamar Jackson just happens to be that damn good. You know, yesterday wasn't all technically bad if you are one wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He, you know, he got hot early on with four catches in the first half of the first quarter. It's around a six, five or six minutes he had four catches, which at that point got him to 600 catches for his young career, the second youngest receiver to do so. And I, I, I also I have to point out this because I mentioned the refs and they did a terrible job yesterday. But I mean, listen, you know, you are a Saint fan, Cody, and what the Saints were able to do for the league, no matter how you want to look at it, they forced the league to take a look at something that maybe they should have looked at a long time ago, and that's the reversing of pass interference calls, right? And we saw DeAndre Hopkins get his whole body turned before the ball got there, and they still refused to overturn it. At this point, I feel like, you know what, just do away with it. There are too many slaps in the face where it's clear that there was, it doesn't matter if it was, you know, egregious or whatever the case is, if it's pass interference, it's pass interference, and DeAndre Hopkins' body was turned on a play by Humphrey, which I think could have maybe changed the swing of things for the Houston Texans. It didn't work out. I'm not going to cry about that one call, but I'm sick of this. I am sick of this flag and this issue. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, one, first and foremost, I'm, I don't want to harp on this pass interference too long because that happened early in the first quarter. And and even if they would have gave them that call, and let's say the Texans would have scored a touchdown off of that, there's a possibility that the momentum would have swung in the Texans' favor a little bit. But what happened between the second and the fourth quarter has nothing to do with that call. So no, most definitely. I yeah, don't want to – I mean, at the end of the day – you talking about a situation where, I mean, one, I'm not surprised that they did not reverse that call because how many calls has been reversed at all this entire season? I mean, we're halfway through the season. They probably only had, what, one, maybe two pass interference calls reversed? And it's a low number. It, it, it's very low. I mean, you can pop – if you take every single game that happened this year, not, not, not just regarding the Texans, but just every single game so far, I'm pretty sure you could count on one hand. But at the end of the day, like I said, I saw a lot of people after the game on Twitter talking about it like, guys, chill out a little bit because that one play, ago. that one play happened too early and it does not take away from the fact that the Houston Texans, after the first quarter had, they asses handed to them. And John, I, I hope you don't mind, but I would like to start with the Houston Texans defense. No, listen, now, most definitely. Go ahead. I, now, I do want to say this. I don't know what happened in the first quarter in the remaining three quarters of this game. But in the first quarter, you could honestly say the Texans front seven and their secondary did a solid job. I mean, let's look at Lamar Jackson, okay? Lamar Jackson started out this game the first 15 minutes. He was one for six for only 16 yards. I, I believe that it was the first quarter where he got his only sack of the game. When Scarlett had sacked him, that was the only time Lamar Jackson got sacked. And I actually got pretty excited. Like, man, the Houston Texans defense is, is, is really showing up in this, in, in this game. But, John, <laughs> I don't know if the Texans decided to move away from whatever was working in the first quarter and tried to switch things up because in that second quarter and beyond 
it, it looked like the Texans didn't have no defense. That's the thing. It wasn't that they got away from anything. It's just the Ravens figured it out. And, you know, after looking at that first half by itself, just the first two quarters, both teams came out of the gate, like kind of like a boxing match, Cody, where it was like each team was trying to get a feel for one another, knock out those early jitters. Like, you know, Watson, it just was a trend for him continuously throughout the game. But Watson wasn't getting the ball out as quickly as he has in the previous games where he, we've seen his numbers improve. Jackson really wasn't hitting his receivers in stride, like the pass to Hollywood, which could have done a little bit more damage to this game if Hollywood would have been able to connect with that pass. So, you know, it was kind of like a boxing match between the two, figuring each other out, uh, seeing what works and what doesn't work, knocking out those early jitters. But from that moment on, at the end of the first quarter, where it ends 0-0, am I, am I correct? You oh, know, yeah, you're it right. just so happened. The Ravens figured out the Texans. Jackson hit a beautiful high throw to Roberts. Then he backdoors. And, you know, I've said this on multiple platforms this past week. I've said it on hours. I've said it on uh, different shows that the key, one key to this game, you know, and I even wrote about it, stopping the tight ends. Andrews was amazing in this game. You know, they once again, they combined for over 100 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Jackson hit Mark Andrews for a touchdown right over Eric Reed. He was completely Jackson, who I'm talking about, completely dominant in that first half. And it just one thing about the the dominance of the offense when they kicked up, the defense was the reason why. I think the story of this game was the secondary for the Ravens. They played phenomenal. Maybe one of the best games we've seen out of a secondary this year. Yeah, and just, and just to stick on the Lamar Jackson, this man, he started out one for six. In the second quarter, he went eight for eight for 81 yards. In the first part of the second half, midway through the third quarter, he was five for five. At one point, the Houston Texans allowed this man. Now, I get it. I get it. Lamar Jackson is great. And I said it. Jackson was going to get his. But I didn't think it was going to be this bad, John. At one point, before he finally missed his target towards the end of the third quarter, Lamar Jackson was 13 for 13. He completed 13 passes on the Texans' defense. I understand Lamar Jackson is good. The fact that you gave him 13 completions in a row after you started out one for six, that that was mind blowing to me. And then it, then then he what looked at like oh man we got Lamar Jackson's number. It seems like you know he's not going to have an MVP caliber game. The man ended the game seventeen for twenty four with four touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack. Oh yeah, and by the way, he ran for eighty six yards on nine carries. Yeah, he's still on pace to break that one thousand <laughs> yard for a quarterback. Had a phenomenal game through the air. Those touchdown throws, you know, to to start off the game to Robertson Andrews were just beautiful. And then he was able to incorporate Ingram more in the total package of the offense. Ingram wasn't really getting the touches. He may have wanted running the ball, but he did damage in the passing game with two touchdowns. And earlier in the week, we had a conversation about four non-Lamar Jackson players or areas of this Ravens team that could hurt you. And, you know, my four was the secondary the tight end core, Mark Ingram, and Ronnie Stanley. 
who at the time had only allowed zero sacks, well, look at the performances they put on. That secondary did one job, a hell of a job, on allowing those sacks for the Houston Texans. Well, for the Ravens on the other end to get to the Houston Texans. Why? Their coverage was amazing this game. And I can't wait to talk about a little bit more than that with the coverage and what else that the Ravens did to affect this game and really just and really just run the, run the Texans out of the building. But before I get into all of that, I definitely have to tell you guys about Blue Chew. Yes, we want somebody to feel good, and Blue Chew can help you with that. Why? Because we can talk about sex together. Then we can talk about good sex, and we can talk about getting to the process of having good sex. Now, listen up. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. We're hooking you guys up. Visit BlueChew.com and just get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB and just pay $5 shipping. Again, visit BlueChew.com, get your first shipment free. When you use special promo code MLB, just pay the $5 shipping. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another edition, Locked On Texans, Cody Davis, John, some sports, John, some sad guy. <laughs> man. Um, yeah. Listen, this game, uh, John, I, I told you last week, I, I mentioned this to you. and You told me, do not worry. I said, the only thing I'm worried about for the Houston Texans coming into this game is the fact that they're coming off a of bye week. I don't know what it is about a bye week this year, but it seems like every team coming off a of bye week have been beat pretty bad this season. I I, I told you that. You didn't want to believe me. But, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm just happy that the Texans went into Baltimore. They got it over with. And they they, they could just get away. Just, just get away from this game. The same way that you guys can get away. Away creates a thoughtful product designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. If you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On on sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. We we all just need to get away. Just get away from this game. Take what you can just and just just leave. Just leave. Well, one thing I will take away from this game is the fact that Houston does have special team problems. Uh, Fatburn, it's, 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 you know, he's having a bad season. Well, that's nothing new. Three, three for 18 <laughs> on field goals, 23 from 28 on PATs, missed another field goal yesterday, still not recovering. Uh, and then Anger, he had a couple of lackluster punts. He's not doing too well. There was just a sense of, uh, well, for the lack of words, like thereof, no urgency from the Texans. And again, you know, I'm I, I see I saw a lot of people yesterday, of course, on Twitter on social media. Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, and you, and you know, what Bill O'Brien did was call the same game he had been pl- calling that has been winning for him, right? But Deshaun Watson, I mean, gosh, he has to do a better job 
of ridding himself the ball when there's nothing there. And, you know, we're spoiled because we're used to him just making those athletic magician, magician plays. But at times when you have four guys burying down your face because yesterday was one of the worst performances we have seen out of that offensive line this year all the way up to the Saints game, then get rid of the ball. And he alone did not do his team any justice in that area of just getting rid of the ball. No, he didn't. And he got sacked six times yesterday. And at least two, at least three of those was his fault. I'm not going to lie. I know the offensive line played bad, but at least three of those was his fault. I just don't understand why Deshaun Watson continues to hold on to the ball so long. John, you hit the nail on the coffin. We have gotten spoiled trying, you know, when he when you, you see his four people in his face, you know, it's kind of like we want to see him run around and try to make something out of nothing. But at some point, he has to be smart and get rid of the ball because not only is he getting sacked, he's taking unnecessary hits. And if he keeps taking these unnecessary hits, he's not going to be in his prime very, very long and his career can be shortened. Yeah, off day for Watson and just, a, you know, total off day for the entire team. Houston Texans were one of the most was one of the best teams in the NFL when you look at yards per game and how great this offense has been as a total. Uh, and yesterday they just was you know a shell of themselves. Averaged four point one yards per play, hundred and ten passing yards. Uh, did a, did a good job on the ground. I will say that that they did a good job on the ground, um, rushing for a, whole, a total of one twenty two. So that was an area of you know what we saw yesterday where the Texans just wasn't themselves. Why, again, I don't put that blame on the coaching staff. You know, they were able to, you know, get other guys out there, which is we were able to see Kiki QT back on the field. And, again, I'm I'm not sure what's clicking with Kiki right now, what's not clicking, to say the least. It just seems like a lot of these mistakes he's making are just very simple. Again, yesterday it looked like he ran the wrong route, which resulted into uh, – which resulted into another – a missed opportunity where the Texans yesterday were, you know, they did a terrible job compared to what the Ravens did on third downs. Their third down completions was pretty terrible. Two for 10, 20% on third down while the Ravens were five for nine. The Texans just had a, a terrible day. And I think Fuller would have been a guy in this game that maybe would have caused a difference because of how great he can stretch a defense out. But again, just, we don't know what happened. We just don't know what happened. And how 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 ex- how excited were we for this game, right? The last time we saw these two guys, Cody and College Clemson, you know, Clemson versus Lamar Jackson versus Washington College, and that was a must see game. But I, it just for one, it looked like the quarterback who was the head of this team on the field was not prepared, was not ready. Um, but I will say this, and he is a guy that will call us out in the best way he can. Of course, we've seen him do it before. Kudos to the Ravens secondary that caused a lot, if not majority, of all of those sacks because their coverage was amazing. Marlon Humphrey did an amazing job outside of that missed P.I. call. Marcus Peters played amazing. Jimmy Smith played amazing in his role in his third and fourth game back. These guys just – that trade for Marcus Peters really might have put them over the top, and I now believe that the Ravens are the AFC title, AFC favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, most definitely. And this is a, you know, a secondary team. Now, I, 
you know, did some research on them before the game started. And they're, you know, hung around the middle of the pack in um, receiving yards for their secondary. I believe that was around like 230 or 240 or something like that. But this secondary held the Houston Texans to 169 reception yards for the game. And that's saying a lot. And I don't know if the Texans came out too strong or if the Ravens was, hey, let, 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 let's let let's just see what they're going to do. Let, let's get well, familiar well, like with Like I them. said, they, they kind of played the first quarter like a boxing match, just figuring each other out. And you're 100% right on that, John, because even when you look at DeAndre Hopkins, he started out the first quarter. I thought that he was about to have one of those – DeAndre Hopkins all pro games. He started out in the first quarter within the first five, six minutes. He was already four receptions and 40 yards. For the rest of the game, three receptions and 41 yards. Like, it was just after the first quarter, I is that I don't know if that's something that the Ravens always do, because I only seen them play a total of like three or four times this year. But it's just mind blowing. It was just oh, this Ravens, this Ravens secondary core came to play, completely took the Texans off their game, took away so much. And by the way, you know, on the flip side of it, when we look at what the Texas defense could have did, uh, could have could have not did, was the fact that they came in and they were very undisciplined. But it's hard to always look as sharp as you can possibly be when you're playing against Lamar Jackson. And I'm not going to say, you know, they tried and give him a pat on the back. That's not what I'm saying. But Lamar Jackson just makes plays. I mean, it was one play where I thought his knee was down. His knee wasn't down. And his second burst of acceleration is out of this world. So we can give a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of heat to the offense for not scoring outside of the lone Carlos Hyde touchdown run, which is 41 yards, the biggest play on the day for the Texans. But the defense after that, First quarter where they held the Ravens to zero points. Well, they allowed 41 after that. But the Raven team, you know, the game that they had on Sunday, that performance, I'm going to talk about a little bit like a little bit like college right now, just in the simple fact that with their resume, with their record, and the teams that they have beat, and in their performances with those teams that they have beaten, you know, are they the best team in the, in the NFL right now? Okay, maybe you can say them. Maybe you can say the 49ers and you can still throw, throw the Saints in. But right now in the AFC, what team can you definitively say, no, this is the better team? Right now the Ravens look to be the best team in the AFC. I would not be surprised if they made it to the Super Bowl. Before we get out of here today, you know, Deshaun Watson did speak to the media, of course, after every game. He did say, I'm fine, healthy, we'll be ready to go Thursday. Deshaun Watson said had an ankle rolled up during the game. That was a part of the game where there was a big sigh of, oh, no, not only are we getting ISB, but now we're about to lose our quarterback. Also, Bill O'Brien said, I have no clue, uh, no idea, rather, what pass interference is anymore. No idea. Bill O'Brien, neither does I. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> well, Nobody uh... knows. I'm glad that you mentioned um, the Deshaun Watson potential injury because it did look bad when he was going down. But as of right now, we still don't have any word on Lonnie Johnson Jr. who left the game with a right foot injury. Justice Reed, who actually hurt his shoulder. This is a short week. We got a big matchup on Thursday playing against the Indianapolis Colts. It's in 
like I said, I don't want to harp on this game too long because one, we can't. But the the injuries, man, like God, I just I don't see this. if Lonnie Johnson Jr. is going to be up and ready to go on Thursday. I will say this: this game Thursday is important for a lot of reasons because, well, of course, we know the Texans lost the first matchup against the Colts early on in the season. If they lose the second one Thursday, and let's say they come down to a tiebreaker of who wins the division, would ultimately decide who goes to the playoffs. Uh, man, the Texans will be out of it. They hmm. will be out of it. Now, they do have those two wins against Jacksonville. They have yet to play Tennessee, but I don't believe Tennessee or Jacksonville, who lost yesterday. Yeah, Jacksonville is like out of it now. They're out of it, but they won't have too much of a say-so in who wins the division. <clears throat> Sorry. They won't have too much of a say-so on who wins this division. It will come down to Indy and Houston. This game Thursday is very important, very important. And now we're going to go into the game lacking some of our troops. It's going to be a rough and tough week for the Houston Texans, of course. We will keep you updated here on the Locked on Texas podcast, your daily Texas talk. I am John Some Sports Guy Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter, at Some Sports Guy, with two Y's at the end. Had a fun week last week. We want to get some more people back on the show. I was across the country this week and doing shows. Let's see if we can get that refreshed. Oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Davis is who I do the show with. Mr. Davis, can you tell them why I call you Mr. Davis and where can they find your work? I don't know why you call me Mr. Davis, to be honest. I'm still Cody Davis. And um, you can find my work and you can find me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, here are a couple words from the wise. Oh, man. Um, you know, sometimes when you get your ass whooped, you just got to realize that maybe I deserve this ass whooping. That's all I got. That's it. I mean, hopefully you can use it as some revelation throughout the week when deciding whether to get 97, whether to get 87 or 91 gas. I don't know. So until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.